they're making a Mega Man sequel. Let's see the first Mega Man. Oh! What? Yeah! Yeah, that was like, uh, DreamWorks just tweeted about it. Fucking yes. Huh. I never saw the first one, sadly. The first Mega Man's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Maybe we should watch that one together, too. Yeah, sure. That that's 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 all I had to say really. I've just it, oh. it just psyched me out a little bit. It's been a long time since I like I only ever saw the first one when it came out in cinemas. I always wonder when a new movie comes out whether um I'll see it like pop up on for affinity like like <laughs> transformations or or just like general like not safe for work art of it. Yeah. Um, like well, World depends, 34. It depends on how furry the movie is. Like I remember that like like last last month they revealed that movie that's like a like Ocean's Eleven caper style movie with a bunch of animal people. Oh, the back. Yes. And man, there was yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what it was called. And there, man, there was art of that within like seconds of that trailer coming out. It was like an amazing precognition. Can you, them? Can you blame them? They made the wolf hot. That was like all yeah. they needed to do. And fucking furry Twitter went wild. Dude, they know what they're doing. They're marketing to <laughs> of course furries. They do. <laughs> Eventually we'll figure it out. If our movie sucks, we can just CGI in a hot wolf dude, and then uh, <laughs> everyone will freak out and make fan art of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man. It's, let's it's just, free promo. Uh, yeah, let's make all these celebrities look like Uncanny Valley cats. All the furries will love it. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. man. No. So, I, keep let... I keep threatening Kobara with that movie. I want to. I want to make him watch it, hey, even though I know hey, I'll hey. suffer too. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. I bet you that shit's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, See, I, I don't. I don't know. I have to figure it out for myself. Zill and I really I, like like half transformed demi humans, but that movie seems scary yeah. to me. Yeah, because I mean, okay, yes, it, it even to me it's scary. But also, come on, I love bad movies. Like I'll watch anything if it's so bad it's good territory. And that movie seems firmly planted there. Definitely. I was gonna yeah. ask. Like, oh yeah. Especially Colbar, if you had the choice between never transforming and turning into one of those cat like cats monsters would you take <laughs> i'd be real pissed that there's no muzzle but i would transform like in a heartbeat i would i would still do it i mean yeah interesting and in fact it'd we be can't easier change to the face like, yeah like you like you have to keep your same like body shape and like your your same face i'd still do that it. way everyone can see that we paid big money to get kobara in the movie and uh <laughs> if we changed his face no one would could tell it was him yeah, I would wear prosthetics. <laughs> I would wear a prosthetic muzzle, and the rest of my body would already be like semi taken care of, and I'd have paws and a tail. So hey, there's worse things. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be really easy to like buy a partial because all you'd need would be like the head. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, sex everybody. would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god! I just, <laughs> I'm just seeing like now, like almost like this fan of the opera style character where he takes off like his. Like first you had, and great. it's just this crappy like human face. Yeah, <laughs> just... oh my God. I've I've seen some okay, pretty good that... PF art of that. If, you know, someone takes off their first suit and they're half transformed underneath. Jesus, welcome everybody to episode twelve of the uh, of the TF Tuesday podcast. Today was that everyone... the chandelier falling. Sorry, I'll stop. The, sh the chandelier. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's Phantom. We're making. Fan we're talking about Phantom, and I was like, oh, are we cutting it off? Is the chandelier falling? Anyways, I've explained okay, the, the joke. Chandel it's not a good joke anymore. The chandelier has fallen on this on this bit. And uh, we are now in the episode. Uh, uh, so we have um, uh, all the usual people. We have Kynik, who's me. Then we have uh, uh, Zangi. Hello, then, it's me. And then Zaleppo. Hey. And Kolbara. Hey. And our guest today 
is uh, somebody uh, who you may know. Uh, they he you know he may have banned you. Um, it's <coughs> N- it's NG. It's F- damn it. It's Fur Affinity mod. Uh, it's NG. How? T- uh, yeah, yeah. It's NG. Wielding <laughs> yes, his hello legendary ban hammer. Yeah. Yes. Um, can you for people who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I am NG. I am unlike pretty much everybody else in this podcast so far. I'm not a artist. I have done a little bit of TF writing. I am also a moderator for Fur Affinity and um, a former Navy officer who's currently working on some stuff with Kynik on the side, but that's a long time from now. <laughs> yes, that's a very long-term project. I have no idea when that is going to see the light of day, but I'm looking forward to when it does. Me too. <laughs> Same. Do we get a tease as to what it is, or no? We're all just going to stay in suspense. Cobalt. Cobalt. <laughs> cobalt. Okay. Cobalt. Cobalt. Cobalt yes. will TF be into cobalt. <laughs> yeah, so, if you can TF into a cobalt, then we'll let you know the full scope. It's got cobalt in it. I'm I'm going to advocate for putting TF in it. I don't know how yet, but maybe it'll just be like a like a oh, a story thing, like a environmental mm. storytelling. But um, well, that- that's yeah. As much information cool. as as I want to give out, I don't know. Ng's in charge of the project, so you can <laughs> you're the one who can like give out more information. But I I don't want to say too much before anything is final. Like it's very early. Yeah, it's 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 very early. I mean, it's one of those we've got the world more or less kind of designed. Yeah, got an idea of what we want to do, and Kynik is doing most of the work. It's I try to learn coding. <laughs> you're it's pretty a much doing all the work. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's a video game. game. Yeah. It is a video game. Yeah. We're working on a we video game. Yeah. Just a note Probably to the edit- video games. Just a note to the editor. If we all decide later to like, you know, remove this part, that's okay. If not, whatever. Um, I think it's fine. I, don't- I mean, it's yeah. fun to like just tease stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I'm. So yeah, I think I mean, we all want it to be TFE. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you are the uh, one of the mods of Fur Affinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like I was always curious, is that just is that stressful? Like, is that something that really kind of invades your life, or is it easy to do on like the side? It's easy to do on the side. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm really uh, I handle a lot some tickets, and when I have spare time, that's when I or when uh, when I'm feeling up to it is when I will help out and do that. It is a volunteer position, so. Um, I don't stress out over it too much, and they're very uh, accommodating. So it's, it, I honestly don't stress out. The only time it stresses me out is when I'm handling something really sensitive, or like there's a really yeah. extreme case. <laughs> yeah, or like I, a I hard think... choice. Yeah, hard yeah. Choice. I don't think I could ever do that because, like, I can barely handle arguments like that I'm in. So I can't imagine like having to like moderate other people's <laughs> arguments that would just like stress me the hell out so i mean yeah like i've 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 had a big retail background so i've 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 experienced like oh this customer's freaking out and causing a huge scene and something has to be done but uh it kind of it kind of seems like this position is all those just get passed to you so like it's just like an unending chain of like unpleasantness it seems like like does that does like ever get to you not really because I mean, 
there's a lot of variety in what I see, and at the end of the day, we're also anonymous as mods when we handle stuff. Oh, true. So I don't have I don't have to worry, and I really value it. I don't have to worry about what people will think of my decision because I've had people get angry and send me, you know, angry response to the the ticket is you know, well, you did this wrong. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but that's what that's what our rules state. Like, I'm I'm being impartial and being indifferent, and I'm pretty sure that's what most people want. They want somebody who's going to look at it and be like, you know, I don't know, but I don't really have any dog in this fight. Yeah, because, like, on, t- on, like, a retail space, I imagine being a mod is, like, half the time you're actually helping people. You know? Yeah, like, and also, and this is just a, one thing I've noticed, not just from me modding on a fave, but also on Discord and other places, trolls are really easy for me to deal with. Like, if somebody's like, I'm gonna post some extreme images, and I'm like, okay, man, well, that's done. That was easy. Like, that doesn't take any brain power. Like, I don't remember, like, it in an hour, like, what, what I saw. Yeah, true. It's the, it, it is, I think, kind of, kind of hit on it a little bit. It's the complicated arguments. Yeah. They're just, like, wading through it, and it's like, I'm reading five paragraphs that, like, involve Twitter or something else, and it's just like, eh, this is... And it's a complicated situation. And, well, I kind of touched on another issue. Um, I'm a mod for FA, so if somebody does something on Twitter, uh, we're not the furry police. We can't really help you if something happens on Twitter (laughs) or another website. It's like, Um, uh... (laughs) So I I, I just found out that Fur Affinity, like, recently found out that they have their own, like, forums and stuff. Are you a mod on those as well? Yes. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always assumed that it was like kind of a separate thing and that the gallery website and the and the and the forums website were kind of two different entities, but I guess that doesn't make They kind of are in a way. Like they're two different is... worlds as far as I know. Yeah. I mean everyone yeah, they... rushes to them every time the website goes down, so <laughs> I'm sure that's when they peak in activity. Oh, yes. That just made the lightning go off in my brain. Like I'm like, have I ever even looked at that? Oh, oh, of you course I have. have. <laughs> You've gone there when the website goes down. Although I, I have to say, I'm thankful that that uh, a f- knock on wood, a fur affinity outage has not happened in a pretty long time, and I'm impressed because it used to be really common. They've they've yeah. done a lot of good work in upgrading the hardware, and I think it'll be stable for. Uh, a very long time I had to knock on support there. <laughs> <laughs> DDoSers so, and trolls don't watch this listen to this episode, please. Yeah, please no. Um I was curious to ask how you became a mod in the first place. Um periodically. It hasn't happened in about a year or so, but uh they'll put up an announcement if they're needing new mods and you could submit an application and since I'm former Navy officer, I'm pretty sure that helped me like get a interview and apparently I did well enough yeah. to go from there. They're like, wow, you're really overqualified. <laughs> it's like you okay. You okay. Yeah. Um that's very funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, I can imagine happened. their faces, yeah. It actually didn't even happen while I was foreign. It ha- I joined while I was still in the Navy, so Oh my god, that's, that's a, right. so it's like, hey, I want to apply for a mod, you see uh oh what's your job? Oh, it's like I'm just in the Navy, just casually. I'm piloting um, a battleship. Yeah, you know, I just work. I'm moving my life on extreme mode, so yeah. I need more God. challenge. I get like three hours of sleep every day. And then Engie just puts on his shades and the CSI Miami song plays. Oh, you, you yeah. make that joke about sleeping three hours, but yeah, usually on a ship, it's about four to five. 
Oh, I don't miss that. Yeah, I like but... sleep. Sleep is nice. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I also do some TF writing on the side. <laughs> yes. Um. I. I actually. It was. I was interested to know. Like, did have has TF been a thing? Like, just throughout, or did it it come to you like recently, like in your life? Um. I've pretty like TF got me into the furry community. So like um yeah. I was a, I was into TF before I joined the larger community. Like it's been a thing I mean since I've seen that Aladdin shark cartoon back when I was like what 13. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that'll do it I, for sure. I know I, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's a good one. And the Naga TFs as well. I haven't seen that in a long time. Good stuff though. Um yeah. I was kind of curious. It kind of came to me when you were talking about the for affinity forums. Um, is there, in your opinion, like a lot of, is there a lot of TF content on the forums, or is because I've never explored them myself. I've kind of just used the main site. Yeah, me neither. Never even tried. Uh, um, I don't use the forums much myself either. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> As it goes, but I mean, I'm. You might have compelled me to now at least try. Oh, thank you. But that's sort of also the benefit of the ticket system. Like, you don't have to depend upon a mod seeing what's actually going on. It's just like, just write it up. Like, don't call me names. Like, don't be, like, hostile to me when you're writing the ticket. Please, just write it up. Tell me what happened. Send me a link. And I'm like, okay, I'll take a look at it. Do you still get people who just note you instead of writing a ticket? Every couple of months I get one, and I'll just be like, please write a ticket. It's okay. Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever get? Do you ever get tickets that just start with like "fuck you," like just immediately aggressive? <laughs> the, I've dealt with some aggressive people. I, I've dealt with some I'm aggressive curious. people, but I am yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> and I the thing also you gotta learn about, uh, think about with FA is FA is not just English speakers. So I'll get stuff written sometimes, but it's clearly not somebody that's you know written it in English and they've used like Google Translate and you're about like kind of like piece together what happened. And you're like, oh okay. Oh yeah. But the one, the one thing I will say I Definitely. like about FA is that they have you can look on the rules, code of conduct, whatever, upload policy, and it will tell you like here's how here's what the rules are. Here's the here's what happens if you break them. Like here are the offense levels and the punishment. There's no like mystery to it. And it is a little bit of an annoyance when I see people like, I don't know why I got banned. I'm like, they write the reason. They 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 tell it to you. <laughs> they tell it to you. Like you are <laughs> no running alongside the pool. You know. So, I I have a question actually on like rules and rules enforcement. So obviously the the rules themselves are kind of. Um, crafted probably at yes. like a level kind of above you but my question is when there's ever been any changes to the rules do you actually get to have any like say on how they're drafted and such or is that like fully outside of your um, purview i mean i talk some with the higher-ups and sometimes yes sometimes no it just depends on what's going on how they're feeling yeah. <laughs> got it i i, I know Sounds that's kind of a waffling answer but I can't really go into too much detail. <laughs> no, that's fair. That it's fair. I I respect that. Um, if I can ask, then 
have there any been ever been any times where you had to deal with a ticket where you felt for the person and you probably felt they were morally correct, but the rules said otherwise and you still had to enforce it? Usually when something like that happens, I will, since we talk to each other, I will bring up the ticket with some of the other mods and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And maybe we involve a higher up to make a bit like a final decision. And there have been decisions where I didn't agree with it, some that I did. And I just moved on. <laughs> Occasionally, some of them I've kept, Got you it. know, like I kept thinking on it for a couple of days, but eventually it's just like, well... <laughs> You know, me worrying on this is not going to benefit them, so. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, I've I've definitely been the person who's written three or four paragraph long tickets, so I just wanted to ask that question for my own sanity, but you're, I, you're I appreciate and the answer. I mean, I've <laughs> read some tickets that were short novels in and of themselves, and that can get a little much, but I would rather have that than the, this person was mean to me ticket i'm like but there's yeah. you didn't tell me their name yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah that's very frustrating i do not have psychic uh... powers <laughs> <laughs> write a ticket I'm i much, i don't I'm like a ticket that just says i got some mean comments like yeah <laughs> oh that's just it <laughs> actually okay this is so when you submit a ticket, you will have to. There's a box you can click that says uh, link, "Allow uh, moderators to view notes," and then you have to link the note specifically in there for us to look at it. Me as a moderator, I cannot view those notes unless you do that. And then I'll be, get a mess. I'll get I'll get a ticket and say like, "I see." I got a mean note sent to me. I'm like, I literally have no way of seeing it. <laughs> and then I write, "Please list, please." Yeah, that Please stuff is private. I'm fine yeah. with it being private. I do not want to read people's private messages. Yeah, that's fair. It's usually a recipe for disaster, yeah. So you talked a little bit earlier about being a TF writer, and I did want to kind of uh, focus in on that a little bit. I know from, from your gallery there's at least one or two writing pieces up there, but I didn't see too many more. Is a lot of your writing on your gallery, or do you have like stories that you haven't necessarily posted but are kind of kicking around in your hard drive? Um, I've so done speak? a couple more commissions, and I've just never posted them. <laughs> like I did a... Ah, uh, gotcha. Sorry. Did you... Oh, oh yes, yeah. The they movie. liked it, and yeah, the <laughs> they liked yeah. it, and they were happy with it. But I've done like a hawk TF that... and some other stuff. That's good. <laughs> oh man, I'll remember. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Then why I... didn't you ever post them? <laughs> can I um, I can I tell them, Ng? Like this is gonna be edited out, but can I tell them I like proof oh, read sure. your yeah. stories? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, like uh. NG and I were working together for a while where I was proofreading his stories, and just, I think, I, when I was reading his stories, it got to be a little st stressful and too much at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was just me, I got stressed out writing them, <laughs> because, I mean, I'll write a paragraph and be like, no, that's too stilted for the TF, no, no that's too, like, not stilted, um, too bland. It's like, and then, and then their, and then yeah, their foot turned like... into paws, and then. The... <laughs> <laughs> do you do you find yourself? Because uh, this is because I write too, but not as much as that. I uh, do you find yourself uh, needing to 
look at a reference of a similar transformation to find the words that you need to use to describe it or are references do references have like a a different relationship to to writing for you it it makes sense sense. and i guess i not so much referencing the writing itself just more like formatting and sentence structure was something i'd look at like um my friend draconicon uh he does a ton of writing and i based i looked at yeah i looked at the sentences and stuff and like how he wrote and like i wasn't like copying like his style of writing just like making sure my my sentences were properly structured and more like formatting stuff as far as like the references i usually look at more like you know their personal character or something like that because i get like the story in my head (laughs) and i need to make sure i'm imagining the character right if that makes sense do you do the thing where you just write the story out in dot points and then like you fill it out or do you write it as you go because i find for me it's easier for me to write it as i go like when i list it out in dot points they get like more and more and more detailed until i'm just writing the story um, and then I never get to the end without, like, at least writing one full paragraph of final story. Uh, I always go with it, just uh, write it as I go. Yeah, that's very yeah. freestyle. But the yeah. downside is I go back and edit it a lot. I actually... No, that's uh, a good so thing. Do you have like a lot of? <laughs> do you have like a lot of drafts that you end up going through, or? I think it's more. Um... I do the edits as I work through it, so, like, I don't know. It just takes me longer. When when we were working, yeah, you would just write out the whole thing, and I would even, like, watch and work with you sometimes, and then you'd send me it, I'd read over it, and it would be more like a refinement process rather than whole new drafts. It would just be working yeah, on the same that's a file. Way of putting it. Thank you. Got it. It's interesting how similar that can be to drawing. Like, you you come up with a draft and then you edit it and make it clearer until it becomes something more refined, maybe never final, but definitely clearer. Uh, It always fascinates me how similar it is to to art, like, visually. Very much, in my eyes, at least. Um, I've always been curious about, like, what's easy and what's difficult when you're drawing something as opposed to when you're writing a story about something, you know, like if you're drawing a comic, then the background being really detailed and in every panel would be like a huge pain in the ass and take forever. But in a story, you know, you can just describe the place they're in with a few sentences and it's just like that, you know, like, are there any aspects about writing that are really difficult that might not be apparent Um. to, I think with like me, an art like, person with the writing or something I have a lot of trouble with is something I see in t- uh, writing story TFs that I'm not a fan eh, fan of is where um, they'll spend like two or three paragraphs on the physical aspects, then two or three aspects on the mental aspect. And it's really like you're having almost two separate TFs and they don't really mesh together at all. If, and mm. yeah, yeah, it seems like it should it be happening really at the same weird. time. And it makes it seem almost uh, fake, <laughs> like you're not it it because it it for me it takes a lot more effort to mesh them together because I'm having to 
But that's but it, the stuff where it's really good. And yeah, makes it becomes it out so good when it's yeah. meshed together like that. Because I'm having to switch between physical and mental, like, you know, like thoughts or like, or another thing I fell into for a little bit and then got out of was uh, having them speak their thoughts out loud. And then I realized that's really one of those like, wow, I really like my paws doing this. Wow, I really like my hit. My feet, my feet doing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. I I feel like yeah. something that a lot of TF writers kind of get away with is uh, telling instead of showing, uh, which is something that you really. I mean, I personally am kind of against in in uh, in writing in general. Like, show, don't tell. Um, and a lot of like like cl- classes that teach you how to write the very basic things is like. <laughs> Yeah, show not tell. Uh, a lot of TFs that I've read like to make the characters say exactly what they're feeling, or make them think exactly what they're feeling, and like describe describe what they're thinking instead of describe them reacting to how they're thinking, so that you can imply mm. what they're thinking. I think that is the most difficult thing to achieve. But when it's done right, and I try to do this when I write TF. Uh, I think when it's done right, it can, one, make the brain interpret more, which means that you will probably like it more because you're, like, interpreting more of what's going on instead of just reading it. And, uh, two, it makes the characters more believable. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead, Angie. Um, Part of an issue that can... uh, uh, Part of an issue with TF writing there is perspective. And I find like first person's perspective TFs really fall into like the show don't tell problem. Cause they keep like, cause if yeah. you're already looking from their perspective. So it's really hard to not fall into the just telling you how they feel in their thoughts. I yeah. Pref- yeah, but it's a first person thing. So you're, you can't tell me how I feel. Like I <laughs> don't feel that way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think one thing you both do that's really good is something that Adam said with writing is that like you don't with a if you're looking at a visual art piece, you know, you have to draw on the entire background. But if you're writing, like you said, you can write a few things and then the reader can imply a lot of it and think of it in their own head. And the same thing with TF, like it's almost like saying too much kind of makes the TF worse, but just kind of giving subtle hints so that yeah. The, the reader can kind of like imagine the rest himself and fill in the blanks or herself fill in the blanks. Like that makes the writing super relatable to anyone who reads it. Yeah. It's using inference where it like in balance, using inference in balance uh, is something I'm reminded that's of really uh... difficult to do properly. Yeah. I bet. And yeah. I still don't I think don't. I do it properly. I don't either. I try. I'm reminded of those classic comments that, are given a lot of like, you know, like how does the magic in this transformation work? Is uh, is his mind still the same? Uh, how does this work? Uh, what happens after this happens? And like my answer to that is always like whatever you want, man. Like, yeah, just make up the one you like the most. You know, like it's not real. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to push back a little bit on the show don't tell bit because I do obviously think that you know a lot of writers fall into that trap, and in particular in TF, but. One of the things that I think makes at least first-person DFs a little different is 
oftentimes you do want to create that kind of a connection. And to be completely honest, I do think someone would likely be thinking a number of things um, as they're going through a change that would probably be rather explicit in terms of like telling. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, there are ways you can do that and, and make it more nuanced. But I think there is an argument to be said that sometimes it is good to have a little bit of telling at the very least on the on the kind of mental side, because other if you if you don't tell a little bit, at least, then, you know, you can't really get a sense of this character and and how they're, um, you know, reacting fully. And again, I, I, I fully appreciate your point on the um, need to show a lot more because it's true but i do think a little bit of telling can go a long way at least with first person tf writing oh, stories yeah for sure i i think that a lot of and i i probably should have pointed that out before that i think a lot of people do put especially when they teach writing put a lot of uh uh emphasis on show don't tell but you know telling is still a way that you can write um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there are ways to use it uh, properly or not properly, just there are ways to you can still use it. It's not like illegal to tell and not show. And I think, yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. Like in the case there's of tools. A, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, yeah, like I agree in the case of a first person thing, you you <laughs> probably should tell at least a little bit. Otherwise, you're not going to be as connected to the character unless Unless that you can just magically pull it off some other way, I don't. I don't know. I'm not that skilled, um, but yeah, definitely, um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think everything is a tool in your your toolbox as a writer. I, Sorry, go ahead. Absolutely. So, for me at least, like the way I think of it is, show. Uh, you're just telling them the, the the reader how like they're thinking about the TF or something like that. It's kind of the same in my line of in my think in my thoughts as. Um, a TF sequence that, like, there's the same pose, but it's showing off the TF that way. It's something you can use. It's maybe not, like, something you want to do all the time, but you can use that to sort of focus on one, on, you know, what you want to focus on. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Like, that yeah. makes sense. I actually love... Mm -hmm. It's a way, way of communication. I love TF sequences that have the same pose throughout, because that way I can see, like, more of the TF. <laughs> like, what changed? I do, too. Interesting. Yeah. I had a, I had a, that, that's very curious to me. And that kind of answers a question that I've had for a long time. I drew a TF, like, I think I've only done this once where I, I, I got kind of lazy and I was like, I'm not really feeling this piece. So I just copy pasted the pose and then made them more TF in the next panel. And I was like, that is the laziest piece of shit I've ever drawn. And like, it got, everyone loved it. It got so much attention. I was like, that was very unexpected. So, uh, because I don't have that same appreciation. I I don't I don't see how having the same pose with a TF is like valuable in any way to me, but obviously there are people that like that, so I've learned that today. Well, like uh like it feels lazy cuz it is lazier. It's less work, but like when I've had this experience too, Adams even talked to me about it. Like just because something is easier doesn't mean it's less valuable or less good it's something i really got to take to heart more but like when i think of it, it's like panel to panel you can see like a person's face with their muzzle slightly pushed out and then the next panel it's more pushed out if it's the same pose in my eyes at least it like lets you see the distance between mm -hmm. like how far the face pushed out and i think a lot of people really find those details like exciting yeah and i also think that you know like i think lazy is probably not the right term for it because at the end of the day and i, I think 
past guests have said this, you know, like art inherently is a little bit selfish. And sometimes seeing what you want to creating what you want to see is the best way to express yourselves. And sometimes, like you were just saying, Kilbara, you want to see those changes slowly, in a sense, and have it in a similar kind of angle so that you can really see the progression. Because, you know, a lot of us enjoy um, TF media that's like, you know, live action or animated or what have you. And seeing things move in the same pose is almost like a way of like, you know, you can flip it like a flip book almost and go back and yeah. forth and be like, oh, okay, that's how it's changing. That's where the nose is going. Animation frames, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It... I think that that makes me... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just going to say that, that that image in my mind makes me think of my own transformations and now I'm just imagining all of my characters like whipping around in different <laughs> poses like really quickly between frames of the transformation it's very amusing to me what were you uh, gonna say ng when you when you said like having them in the same pose is lazy in a way almost it's kind of at least to the viewer like i can spot like if you make an error in like the tf details like so much easier if it's the same pose than if it's a different pose so like like the details yeah. have to like be I... even more like correct <laughs> or i'm gonna notice the problems uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I guess the good way to cover up your uh, inconsistent anatomy. That's uh, that's a that's a kinetic trait. <laughs> As someone that draws comics a lot, uh, I've often had people tell me like, "Wow, I I could never draw a comic. That seems really hard. All I can do is draw these single images that are like really really beautiful and well done." <laughs> but like, uh, but then I think of it like like. But doing a comic makes it easier because you have panels. You can, like, cut off almost the entire body and just show a hand. You don't have to draw the whole thing every time. And I think I'm being lazy because you only have to show the entire full figure every once in a while, you know? Could I uh, posit a theory? Sure. I don't know if I'm interrupting if you had more to say. I thought you were done. No, nah, that was about it. Okay, I don't want to be interrupting. Um, When I think... Just for me personally, but a lot of people I've talked to, because I people have actually like asked me about your comics altered like sometimes and how you do it, like you describe. Uh, I think for a lot of people that have problems with comics, I think it's all about like laying out the panels, and that kind of like breaks people's brains because it seems like it's an arbitrary decision in a lot of ways. And I guess it kind of is. Yeah, I like, I've never understood sort of how is to like do it. It. sorry. There's a lo there's a logic to it, and it might just be that I'm a huge nerd, and ever since I was like eight, I read comics like voraciously, like all comics everywhere all the time. So, like yeah. maybe I'm just oh, it just makes sense to me, uh, you know. But like like I don't know, like the more comics you look at and absorb, the I guess the more you understand how certain things get portrayed and how like just the way things are supposed to be i guess for sure so everyone should read more comics i guess well, actually if you're so doing tf sequences yeah i was gonna i i have yeah, a, a question zalepo like have you made like a sequence before like a photo manip sequence yes i have actually um i've done so off the top of my head i've done it at least three times there's one in my scraps on FA and the other two are in my main folder. But yes, I have done them. Um now that I'm thinking about it, um two of them were actually adaptations of drawn sequences. Um That's and cool. at the time 
I really wanted to um, bring those ones to life in a different medium. And, you know, it's obviously there's a very different process in doing a manip sequence over a drawn sequence. But um, in particular, the one that I was really proud of at the time, and I'm still quite, quite happy with it, is um, there's a... Uh, there's a Raptor TF that Kuma did way, way, way back in the day um, where there's like this explorer who finds a, uh, I think it's supposed to be a, a toe, um, like a, an old like nail of like a, of a Raptor. And um, that ends up changing him into a Raptor. And um, that was the one that I really spent a lot of time on and actually learned quite a bit about lighting in that sequence. Um, but it was a, an interesting process to actually, you know, stay, like block out the images for the stock and then take the stock and then have to actually then go in and do all of the images. Um, and um, it was a it was a long, long process. Um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually remembering I did one other one for a commissioner that was 16 stages and i don't think i will ever do Holy a sequence shit. that long again God, because i <laughs> it took a long time it, it came out well and to be clear the uh, commissioner was very happy shout out to elephant pro but um yeah holy shit 16 frames was way too much i will never do that again because <laughs> yeah. i was gonna ask if the like if if uh, take if having to like take pictures and block out poses changes the way that you uh or just having to edit photo manip like photos in general and maybe taking a taking a photo or two photos with a similar pose would be like more economical whether that changes how you think about poses between panels oh yeah no that's a good question you know i when i do take my stock i do often take a number of pictures of like poses that are similar to one another now usually when i then go in and like work on them if it's you know ends up being a sequence i will usually only pick one of the ones that's in like kind of a similar pose because i generally like having different poses per se so long as like the motion between the images flows in a logical way so like you know if you're like standing in one image and looking at the camera in a certain angle and then all of a sudden you're sitting like that doesn't make sense you have to have some sort of like through line of motion yeah. but um generally speaking i will take a number of images at slightly different angles from one another just because lighting in particular can be really tricky um, especially if like you have to play with like the height of your tripod or you know the lighting in the area maybe you need to actually like pick another room so to speak so that you actually have better lighting for the image and um, you know it, there are a lot of factors that will often go into that so it, it can be it can be quite challenging at times um, particularly if you live uh, not by yourself I will say but <laughs> yeah. I, I managed to make it work and uh, I mean I obviously I I get a thrill out of taking those pictures. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it so much. So, I was just yeah. going to say, like, I'm just saying, tell me if you relate, but, it, like, it feels sexy taking those pictures, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, <laughs> I, it does. I'm it's not going to lie here. Like, I have an exhibition and ex exhibitionism kink. I think that's how you say that. Um, so, like, obviously, like, me getting to, like, pose for those things is, like, a and then posting like <laughs> the final image after the fact after you've been yeah. tf'd for all the world to see that's a fucking a plus so i like i i recognize a lot of people do not have that and therefore like don't like being like identified as like the person who's maybe tf'd in like a picture um that's like a photo minute but for me i'm like yeah fucking name and shame me man that's me right there so <laughs> it's kind of weird how Thank tf touching on that yeah man yeah 
it's kind of weird how TF is like for some people like that want to the it tra that lets them transcend the uncanny valley a little bit. Like oh, yeah, it kind of makes it like not a negative as so much at least. There are still some things that are super creepy, but I don't know. I think that's a cool thing psychologically. Yeah. And honestly, you know, like I and I, I actually had this kind of as a question for you, NG, um, that kind of ties in, you know, I, I like thinking a lot about the psychology of, you know, why we kind of get into changes and TF and all those good things. And oftentimes it goes back to like pieces of media you've seen or like, you know, there was an inciting incident or whatever. But beyond the broad like, oh, this media got me into TF, I was curious to ask you why tf over everything else like why is it that tf is the interest that is kind of a through line for you in terms of the things that you enjoy and plays such a large role in your life well um a lot of it with tf is i frequently have tf together with hypnosis or mental change um and i mean back in the past that's what i found um got me going but at this point it's also just like uh, I have problems with depression, anxiety, and sometimes it's good to be like, yeah, maybe I could just TF and leave my brain behind in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. man, yeah. That's, that's, I feel that yeah. quite a lot. Me too. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, you know, I, I think we've touched on this a little bit sometimes in terms of, like, leaving behind, you know, human brain, human thoughts kind of issues. Um and I always find that kind of an interesting through line for, for a lot of folks. Do you find that like TF is, I mean, you kind of described it as like being kind of an escape, but um, why is it that that in particular is the escape you're drawn to outside of like maybe other things? Cause you know, there's people all around who will say like, Oh, this kind of hobby is my escape or, you know, this kind of activity is what I do to get away from like my like normal thoughts or whatever. Why is it that it's like TF that kind of draws I mean, you in? Yeah, I've always been attracted to TF since like well, my when I was around thirteen and that's part of it. But also, especially when I was in the Navy on the ship, there's not a lot of escapes I could really get into and TF is just something I could think on at really any time and just like kind of Right escape from where i was at the moment be like hey man you know like maybe think of aquatic tfs as i'm looking out at the ocean for the fourth, fifth hour in the row i don't know yeah i can imagine that for sure especially with your interest oh, in yeah. sharks that's something that yeah, sharks are great that's something that got me through high school actually just um and that's another thing i love about uh, TF just in general is kind of it, you you can you can just kind of be inspired by by any mundane thing around you and then kind of distract yourself with it when you're bored. I know I did that a lot during classes in high school. Sorry teachers, but but high school is boring. Um and it is. yeah. Yeah, yeah. School sucks. So being like I loved high ship school on the water for like hours and hours like yeah, I can absolutely see how that would help you get through the day. Um also when I was uh on a one of my favorite series when I was a kid for fantasy series to read was like as a dragon series by uh, was it Lawrence Yip? Uh oh, I should have looked this up before. Mm -hmm. I should have looked this Cold. up before. Lawrence Yip. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what a lost name. But uh, it was a four-part series about like <laughs> there's it was mainly um, it was another retelling of uh, Journey to the West with a lot of changes, but. So, you know, there's the 
uh, Sun Wukong analog, but uh, at the end, toward the end, uh, one of the human characters gets turned into a dragon because uh, the dragons are on their side, and actually one of the main characters is a dragon. And at the end of it, she's like, no, I won't stay as a dragon. I'm stronger and I won't get bullied like this. And I have all this, you know, nice scales. I'm like, up until that up, That's awesome. Up until that point, I hadn't seen a piece of media where it's like the TF person, you know, stays that way. It's always something to escape. It's so annoying to me. Like, actually annoying because... Like, how can you not think of TF in all the ways that it could be beneficial and awesome? Just, like, thinking about it for a second, you know? I, and I yet think... all these stories treat it like it's this horrible thing that no one would want. I think some people just don't think about it for a second. I think it's just kind mm. of assumed by a lot of people that TF is this bad thing. It's just, just one of the, like, the MacGuffins that cause a story to happen that you have to solve. Mm-hmm. Well, so, there's yeah. that, and there's also, you know, I think there are certain people um, who, like, they don't see the attraction to it, not necessarily because, like, they can't logically see it, but because they themselves are actually content in some way in the way that they are. I mean, if you were, say, like, you know, completely confident in yourself and happy with yourself, you might not necessarily be into TF. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't be. I mean, I certainly think I fall in that category, but I know there are definitely people who, you know, <laughs> they are very, you know, happy and confident and whatever in themselves. And so TF can be seen as like a way to like detract from the things they are happy with in their life. So I, I think that, you know, it. that, yeah. Yeah, like I think there, that is the the central like narrative in a lot of these TF stories where the person reacts badly to it. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm being taken away from the thing that I was actually happy with. And we, uh, you know, as a lot of TF fans have kind of flipped that on the head a little bit. Um, but I could see why someone might not necessarily be into it. Oh, yeah. I think I, what you say rings I, true for sure. I, I think that a lot of TF stories, I'll, I'll be quick, uh, okay. a lot of TF stories now like focus on like becoming a dragon or something and then meeting all your friends and family and them accepting you for it and liking it instead of hating you and losing it. I think that might be what you mean by flipping it on its head. I, yeah, I a know. little bit. A little bit. Go ahead, I mean, I think it's also... Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Kanye. Oh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I had a chance to finally, after years and years, watch The Emperor's New Groove a couple of weeks ago, and that is like exactly the plot <laughs> of that movie. It's like someone's super yeah. happy with their life and then they get transformed and they immediately just like hate everything. Um, True. And I would Pretty assume much. I love that movie though. I would assume by flipping it <laughs> on your head, you mean like you're kind of unhappy with your current life and then you transform and then things b- become happier because of that because you're more comfortable yeah. where you are. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. And that's not to say that like you can you can also be happy with you with where you are now and then TF and be even happier <laughs> yeah. or even you that's know, where I'm at. Into, yeah. you know, being happy and then TFing into something and actually being upset and then being into that because, you know, there's like the whole humiliation kink, so to speak. So like, to be clear, I'm not knocking any of those changes in mental states, but I always think it's interesting that, you know, in, in a way people who are into TF, TF are kind of, um, subverting some of the tropes around, you know, TF that you see in mythology or writing or movies or what have you, um, 
in in kind of a similar way that you know a lot of like people who are like monster fuckers are like oh the monster that's supposed to make me scared i'm actually into that jokes on you kind of thing so i always think (laughs) that there's like an interesting narrative there can i ask Um, oh sorry you go no no go ahead go ahead can i ask because i was curious about this last time it was the term was mentioned but i didn't say anything is monster fucker like an official term for people who are into like monsters that you're supposed to be scared of I've heard that term uh, quite a few times. I think it's yeah. like a normie. I think it's like a normie term for people that are into thinking monsters are hot. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a normie term, but yeah, I guess it's like the colloquial term that a lot of people use for like people who are into like fucking monsters, for lack of a better term. Okay. And there's plenty of overlap between monster fuckers and people who are into TF. But I mean, I, I can say like my partner is very much way more into monster fucking than um tf at, like at all um but you know there's a lot of people who are just into that concept and you know a lot of it can be wrapped up in um you know media theory and queer theory but um broadly speaking you know there are people who just you know they see the alien and alien and they're like damn that's hot would bang 10 out of 10 and <laughs> he's, I you're telling me he's got two mouths yeah <laughs> excellent Thank you. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, no worries. And sense. honestly, I was I was curious to ask NG uh, about since you since you asked that kind of um, NG, have you ever like written any stories that explore like those kinds of intimate connections between like a monster and like a person, maybe with a TF theme, or is that not something that you've necessarily I haven't touched, touched upon? Touched upon it really? No. Um, I mean, about the closest would be something I commissioned, which would be Dragon's Horde, but that's not really that. That's something else altogether. Um, oh, what's that? It is a very long-running now comic I've <laughs> commissioned. I, I think I just at yeah the 89th page went up today. Um, wow. yeah, that's awesome. So the what is, um, a knight goes into a cave to slay the dragon, gets TF'd with the into a female dragon. Um, the requisite sex happens, then uh, it goes off the rails entirely, <laughs> and no. Oh. There's a lot more dragons. Um, it is hard for me to explain Dragon's Horde. It's basically part TF comic, part lewd, part Looney Tunes. I mean... Yeah, like comedy. This is a very good descriptor. Slapstick comedy almost. Yeah. I've cameoed in it. You have. I've yeah. seen it. It's, very, it's fun. <laughs> it's definitely not for people who who don't want something like really lewd but it's uh it's fun and i think there's an almost if you can get past that i think it's a fun experience but Uh, the reason i brought that up is there's a lot of i think subverting like the tropes of like the old tropes of tf like there because initially he tfs the night to you know i don't know get a mate but also like he totally gets dominated by her pretty much as soon as you know that's done and it doesn't turn out well for him at all. Turns out yeah. they're a better dragon than he yeah. is. <laughs> well, not better, but and you know what I mean. Is <laughs> I kind of want more in TF sometimes. It's just a little bit of comedy. Not not crazy town like Dragon's Ford, but just, you know, occasional bit of levity kind of, I think, makes TF stories better because it makes them... 
I don't necessarily like porn that's just porn stories that are just straight. Like, here's the porn. There's nothing else. It's just porn. It's like, oh, that's kind of... I mean, it, it does its job, but it's very workmanlike. It, in an ironic way, adding some humanity to the TF makes it a lot more like believable, I think, and like relatable and acceptable. Instead of just like creepy, straight face, I want to fuck. It's uh, the example I always use, and I actually want to ask you a question after this, Ng. But uh, in American Werewolf in London, like the way they include the little Mickey Mouse figure and are playing kind of unfitting music as the changes go on, I I think that makes the whole thing way more impactful. I don't know if anyone else relates with that. I've never seen that movie. I know what you mean. Cool. I don't oh, no. think I've what? seen that with the audio. Right, right, that. there's that version. The, the audio's really intense and good and gross. Squelchy. <laughs> Especially I, the face part. Yeah, I think the only time I watched it was back when I was like too scared, what, too like embarrassed to watch it with audio. Uh, oh. I don't, honestly don't. I think you might like it. We I, watched that um Dragon Growth animation and you liked the sounds in that. I did. That was good. Um, Angie, do you think that there is like too much negativity in current like transformation media, or is it just like does it not care about? Uh, it's and it is just like I mean, it's. Straight. I think it's just too straight. Uh, just straight TF sometimes, and I mean that's. I guess with because I. I guess with me, it's like, I like some variety, and people that now look at my gallery are like, "Uh huh, sure you do." Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like some artists get also. I've seen like they just get into like this. I just want to do the straight TF all kind of the same way all the time. Just kind of do these sequences, and I mean they do well. Like they put out a lot of them, but it also feels kind of. You're lacking something, if that makes any sense. I understand that. I um, okay. I I, in my experience, kind of the uh, the the pinnacle of most comedy in TF is like mm-hmm. a punny title or like a pun description. Um, and I I do think that it could be explored a bit more than it than it is and being I, at the moment. I don't saying it has Very to be much. comedy, but I mean just. Some emotion more into the TF, just beyond the standard. Like I, you know, I can't believe I'm TFing. I mean, that's fine, but you know, Colbert got it right. It's just putting some humanity in it, so it seems more, I don't know, impactful. The change, the changes seem more impactful. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you were ideally having more comedy in TFs in general, I know we've kind of said like injecting humanity, but is there like any particular scenario or like type of comedy that you think? would work best in kind of injecting into some of those TF pieces? Not off the top of my head, I'm sorry. I'm not very good at right thinking comedy on the spot. Most of even Dragon's Horde okay. most of Dragon's Horde comedy ninety five percent is the guy drawing it, uh Drawsome. So like he put the Jojo he put the Jojo right. stuff into it. <laughs> oh nice. you just mean that like amazing. you just mean like visual yeah. like comedy. Okay, I see. Yeah, because doesn't that whole comic there, not have any There are two it? spoken words in the entire comic so far. And one of them is nice yeah. for page 69. 
<laughs> Chef's kiss. Well played. Well played. I uh, actually like that kind of storytelling. Um, if I might say something about what you said, Zill, like, I don't know. Very shortly, like, I wish there was more reactions to the TF like that are genuine instead of just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening or I'm feeling this. And we've talked a lot about that, but I wish mm. just like, wow, this is like, this can't be happening. This is like crazy, right? Like more genuine human reactions. Uh, I, I hate to cut on people, but that takes like a really good sense of dialogue and a lot of writing skill. And I think that relates to what you do, Ng. Well, well, You're pretty good at it. I... Yeah. I'm I'm curious, uh, maybe you can elaborate a little more for the audience in terms of what you feel is like the most genuine type of reaction, because I think that can be very, very subjective for a lot of people. It is, yeah. I agree. Screaming what about do you like to your see? expensive clothes are broken. Uh, yes. <laughs> My Vegemite <laughs> pants. My Vegemite pants. <laughs> Um, <laughs> those shoes cost not $25. TF, but I have a perfect example of like a bad uh, reaction. Is still um, deathbed oh, the yeah, bed that eats. It. Um, <laughs> it's a really that? goofy and dumb uh, <laughs> horror movie where uh, there's a bed, and if you have sex on it, uh, it kills you. The, uh, uh. <laughs> I, I honestly, I thought it was going to be like, it, it like absorbs you. And then I was going to be like, well, I'm kind of into that. But if it just kills you, then, you too. But like one yeah. guy, um, it like, t like takes the flesh off his hands and he just looks at it like the most, like, it, it's almost like somebody directed was like, now no emotion whatsoever. Don't show anything. Like just stare blankly at your hands. Like, okay. <laughs> You're just staring at them. Like, oh no, my favorite hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. How am I gonna write now? <laughs> that that's perfect. Well, this is just great. I actually you reminded me of something. If we're gonna get a little Mimi, I'll get a little Mimi here. Uh that meme of uh the dog sitting in the burning yeah. house and this is fine. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> So in terms of the stories you've written, NG, what would you say was your favorite reaction to a TF from um, the protagonist, um, so to speak? I've, it's the only one I've posted uh, that Beastly Way is. Um, and oh, yeah. the actual, it's, the, it's from the perspective of uh, somebody else, not the actual TF person, but the TF person is not into it at first, but gets into it toward the end and is actually like pulling on their face so it you know, like pulls into the muzzle. Oh, that's great. That oh, was like, God, oh, yeah, okay, I've that. written my one good part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's some really cool, uh, there's a really cool gender change in that one. Yeah. Like I've said, you and Kai are both pretty damn good. Like, you, I've read a lot of TF stories. I'll just say that. Oh. Look, I, um, I'm a one-hit wonder at the moment. Like that car TF popped off, but car TF, car TF, car TF. There sorry. are some other ones uh -huh. on my my fur affinity that I'm not that proud of because they're I don't know they're not up to par with what I think I would do currently. I think I just need to. Yeah, ride. they're older. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask this question if you don't, <laughs> Kobara. 
because I'm very I have curious. a question I do want to ask, but yeah, please do. Well, no, I'm going to, like, it's going to be about the middle on. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask it, but go, like, go ahead, steal my thunder. Jeez. <laughs> I was waiting it's for okay, you to ask do. it this whole time, and I was like, when's he going to ask the question? I, I was wanna... waiting for the proper segue, and I think it kind of hit now, and yeah. since you want to ask it, that's cool. Okay. Um, I know uh, your Sona has a, a metal arm, NG, and instead of asking why, because I think a lot of people have asked why, uh, unless you want to answer that I, really I, quickly. I would. <laughs> but... Because I can do it pretty okay. quickly. Uh, it was an old D&D <laughs> group yeah. I was in. Um, the GM was not very good at um, setting the appropriate challenge level for the players. Uh, my character died. My character died in the second <laughs> session at level two. Nice. Sounds similar to what you went through, um, Altered. Yeah. Wonderful. I don't want to get God. too into the DD, but uh, so somebody cast True Resurrection on my level two character, but it failed somehow, according to the GM. So I lost an arm, which okay. <laughs> and that inspired. Yes, because my have. character in there got a metal arm. And the campaign didn't go well, so I was like, you know, I'm going to get something from this. And I was trying to design in my OC at the time, so I'm like, ah, metal arm. Yeah. Because when I first met you, I always thought it was because you actually lost an arm for real. Um, But, you know, I guess it's just because you were in the Navy and everything. <laughs> I was like, well, obviously you've lost an arm. Oh, <laughs> like a bomb hit him or something, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I can understand why you thought that. But. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, I can't remember what the exact question was with, from Kolbara, but like, uh, how how do you integrate that into the transformations that you do into your Sona? Like, yeah, uh, like you start with a metal arm, yeah. and then you turn it into something. How does the metal arm transform with you? Um, yeah. So I really tend to let artists have a lot of freedom, and I genuinely like like I very rarely like no. Can you change this? Um, so it's very different from time to time. <laughs> um, sometimes it's actually there was one I really liked where uh, the uh, human character uh, it wasn't me. It was for some reason, but what uh, he did he didn't have an arm, and he had like a, a prosthetic that he put on that caused him to TF into the dragon into the NG. I love that. I like that. And yeah, cool there's idea. one where he already had the arm, and it like turned into a dragon paw with the rest of his, you know, alongside the rest of his body. So, you know, just fit his new form. I was like, okay, that's good too. I like that. It, so it's kind of a you like you like to see artistic yeah, interpretation really of it. And I also have a game where it's like, what side of what side is the arm going to be on this time? Because originally it was on my left side, and it has switched more times than I can count at this point. So, you know that's that's uh, unnerving to me because like, I don't remember what side I drew it on when I when I did that commission for you. He's like he's like Sagat in Street Fighter too. When he turns around, his eye patch yeah. turns too. You know, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is a plot hole. This is a sin against your favor on Cinema Sins. Good, good game, yeah, Capcom. Canceled. <laughs> Ding! Oh, I th I think there are feelings about Cinema Sins. Yeah, we'll leave it yes. up to the viewer. We will leave <laughs> it guess. there. My tone conveys everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I need choke to back up. 
I'm gonna choke back a 45 minute long rant about <laughs> oh my god that okay thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking um it's we're getting to the point where we might want to go to audience questions soon but does anyone else have a topic they want to bring up or like a question that they want to ask ng i do okay go for it um okay cool thanks um ng uh what type of things would you like to see more of in the tf world like in tf art and tf stories like yeah basically what would you like to see more of what do you think's lacking Ooh. uh what do you like basically it's another way of phrasing what do you like in i TF, like good art but... i want more good tf art <laughs> make it so <laughs> oh me too i oh okay <laughs> How can you say something so controversial, oh, yeah. but so, yet so brave? Jokes aside, <laughs> I want that. I guess part of it with me as well is like TF is. There's so much variety in TF. That's what I love. So I don't know. I I kind of like just getting on FA, like choosing transformation. But like, what new things am I going to see? So I don't know. I don't have anything in particular I want to see more of. Maybe I can rephrase the question just slightly, and if that still doesn't click, then that's totally okay, and we can move on. But uh, what type of thing do you like to write about? Like, what's your favorite thing? Um, you know, what aspect of TF hmm. does makes you resonates hmm. with you the most? Probably. I like TFs that are such a big change, like like it kind of almost changes how people view the view the world. So like, yeah, I guess I just want to see more of that. Like I I don't care for physical only TFs. Well, I, I'm not correction. I don't care as much for physical only TFs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can understand that. Like. Some changing your mind, changing your worldview, and how yeah. the world views yeah. you, kind of thing. I think that's something that um, I've related to heavily, especially lately. Because uh, I'll be honest, when I first started, I had all these visions of things of TF, like how the world views me and stuff, and how I view the world. But uh, I drew pretty much only physical TF, and then talking to you guys kind of made me appreciate the mental changes a lot, lot more, if that makes sense. So, yeah, you're oh, part of that you. reason. <laughs> I really appreciate your art. Everybody's art here, actually. Grazie. Thank you. That's all I By have. Way, my okay. birthday's... Uh, what about... Oh, I have my birthday's birthday. on the 17th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I better make you some well, gift art real quick. D Sorry. I better make you some free <laughs> Just so you all know, my my birthday was last week. Aw. Aw. So, I, I need some uh, I need some free stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's my birthday this outrage. tomorrow. Are we friends now? Can you give me free art? Sorry about that joke. <laughs> hey, it's, yeah. just, it's my birthday just in about you... nine months. Do you think you could have something ready by then? I have a list of things that I would like, just if you wanted to peruse it. Just if you wanted to. Just if you wanted to. Just, here's a link to my to to my uh, my F list. Just just see, if you want. See, since I'm a mod and I'm doing all these wonderful things to the community, really, you owe it to me to give me free art because 
That is my proper oh, payment for the services rendered. <laughs> you owe it. You owe you, it. You've got a volu- You've got a volunteer position, so you're like, uh, I work for tips. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm, I'm getting paid okay. free. Okay, just in case. That was a joke. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I actually did have one other question I was going to ask. I've noticed, you know, you've obviously on a lot of great art pieces over the years. Um, and in particular, I've noticed that you have a penchant for um, gender TFs um, where the uh, it's usually often like a, a woman to a man TF. Um, I was curious as to what kind of your interest is in those kinds of TFs and what kind of drew you to them. Uh, that's an extremely good question. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Take your time. Uh, part of the thing is, uh, I am learning things about my sexuality over these past few years, and yeah, that's I may be more into guys than girls, still by, but that's kind of me looking into that a little bit with what I'm commissioning. Totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, the stuff you commissioned it was always curious. <laughs> Uh, but that is also part of, like, I like the big TFs that, you know, have those big changes. But yeah, I do prefer female to male. I will admit. Interesting. Do you like the idea of, like, a female experiencing male urges yes, very kind of so. thing? <laughs> that makes, that, that really resonates in your art and that you commission and the things you Thank write. You. Sorry. Are we ready for? Is everybody ready for audience questions now? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna just answer the first one myself because I I don't think everybody needs to answer this one. Do you plan to have any TF authors on by uh, Cloud Papaya? No, we don't. Um. So the next question is that was a joke, by the way. So for the next for the next question, um, Brian S. Uh, asks, yeah, this is a good one. Um, how would you recommend meeting and connecting with others from the furry community that have TF interests? Uh, I guess, uh, since you seem to be the most experienced at this, Kolbara, you should go first. Sure. Um, I'll preface by saying that I have had some problems responding to people because of like perfectionism urges and I don't need to get into all that, but I have also had success talking to people a lot and I seem to have an easier time with it than others do when I do open up. Um, The first thing I'd say is don't try and like try to be secure in the knowledge of what you like and don't try and be all afraid of it. Um, People really appreciate honesty and just being out right up front with what you like and what you want so if you're like talking to someone right there's always the dreaded like hi message where it's just one word and you don't say what you want like don't do that instead i would recommend saying like hi i'm a fan of your work or whatever or i just wanted to talk to you i'd really like to like do ideas with you and draw with you if you're an artist whatever just don't think you're going to piss the person off by asking them. They're going to take it most of the time like an honor. I think this is really common in a lot of people I've talked to. 
that want to get into the TF community is they're afraid to even say who they are uh, because they're afraid they're going to offend someone. You're not. It's okay. Um, and then the second thing, I don't want to go too long about it. Don't be discouraged if someone you really want to talk to that is like a like a popular person or a big name artist or just someone you've been a fan of for a long time. Don't get don't get discouraged easily if they can't respond immediately or don't respond immediately or it's hard to get in touch with them. A lot of times these people have a whole lot on their plate in life that you can't imagine because they're different people. That doesn't mean they hate you. Um, just be persistent. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Uh, and embrace what you love. I, if anyone ever has questions on that, like, you can instant message me and I'll try and give advice on it. But that's like the the short answer I'd give. Yeah, so I'm happy to answer that too. You know, um, I have hosted a number of um, TF meet and greets um, over the past few years at two different well it's been mostly mff but anyways um something i've always found that is really helpful actually and it's not even so much on the person who's shy this is more on the people who are extroverted it's really nice when extroverted people will like go over and start conversations with groups um it helps so much for a lot of people who feel um, you know, a little bit shy, a little bit un uncomfortable, for lack of a better term. Um, and you can really make someone's day. Um, I know that when I go to conventions, I'm very outgoing, and I will always try to start conversations with people, not just, you know, in a meet and greet, I might be run running, but like in general, um, you can really make an impact on someone if um, you have that bandwidth socially um now for for those who are more lurkers you know it's it's easy to say like oh you know just just go and talk to people but honestly i would say that um if you see for example a group of people chatting about something sometimes it can be good to approach the group and try to like ease yourself into the conversation and, and chime in with a thought or two um if it's more of like a one-on-one -on -one situation and like you want to talk to someone in particular maybe you've seen them online maybe you haven't um you know going up and just being very forthright about kind of what you want to talk about like obviously introduce yourself but be like you know like if it's someone you know like hey you know i've seen your stuff around i think it's really cool maybe yeah. ask a question or two you know like if you go up and you actually have something to talk about besides just like, oh, hey, how are you? And like, definitely, oh, hey, hey, I like your work. I think that really helps. So like, even if it's like a canned question or three that you kind of cycle through, it's good to have more than to say than just like, oh, hey, I've seen you around or like, oh, hey, I want to talk to you. I like TF. I think having that like additional like few steps of like lines you can say afterwards can really go a long way towards like getting to know someone and getting a sense of their vibe. And usually in like, you know, a few minutes, you'll get a sense of whether or not you're vibing with someone or not. Absolutely. Um, I also had uh, something to add to this. Uh, I You can always take questions that you've heard other people ask you before and stuff. Like you can always kind of just build up questions that you've come up with and have like a little collection of them. Um, something that uh, that I 
appreciate about this podcast is that it gives me personally like questions that I can ask people uh, if I ever want to break the ice. And there's absolutely no shame in copying questions that you've heard before. That's all I had to say. Tools in your belt, man. Does anyone else want to answer this question? Or are we good? Uh, I'm a very reactionary person in interactions. It's like, I am not good at this. I do not have a lot of advice. That's okay. That's okay. My only advice is... um. Especially if it's someone more well-known, like, just, like, treat them like a normal person. Or, like, if it's an artist you like, you know, this is me as an art artist, just, like, compliment their work and be nice. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> and accept the fact, and yeah, accept the fact that you might not vibe with them, and that's fine. Like, don't treat it as the end of the world if, like, an artist you really like doesn't like talking to you. That's... yeah. There's plenty of shapeshifters yeah. in the goo, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I I'll, like just, that. I'll just add on to that answer. You know, I think that, um, you know, sometimes um, because of, you know, how you might see someone's art, you might have an idealized version of them in your head or something, and the person might not end up being what you're expecting. And that's okay. That's just kind of how life is sometimes. So, so as long as you're, you know, respectful and kind to people, you'll eventually find people that you do vibe with. I'm not calling anyone out at all. I'm never going to name names, but I literally talked to someone re- kind of recently who like they draw a lot of feet and paws and I talked to them and I'm like, wow, you're really into feet and paws too. That's awesome. And they're like, actually, no, I really don't. I, I don't hate them, but I don't care about them. But like all my commissioners want it. <laughs> you know, you never know. You can't judge a book by its cover ever. Yeah, actually, I've got a bit of a question for you guys. Is there anything is there anything that you in your art like you're not really into but like you became known for it for commissions and like cuz I've seen that happen with a few artists and like I mm-hmm. a number of them like some of them have just kind of like accepted it and others have like outright like said like no I'm not doing that anymore Is that something you'll worry about or hmm. That's a spicy question <laughs> Yeah I uh my answer's pretty simple, I guess. Uh, like, when I first started, I got typecast as like, oh, that's the guy that does the Pokemon TS. But I didn't mind that so much, because I liked Pokemon, you know? But the problem with me was, like, when I drew myself TFing, I wanted it to look like me, you know? And I'm overweight in real life, so I made it similar to my build in real life, you know what I mean? But that made a lot of people go, like, oh, you're into fat stuff, huh? You know? And I got a lot of requests and commissions for just, like, really big, like, fat related TFs and I don't like those uh like I will I'll, I'll draw anything you know I'm going to be professional but uh uh it kind of sucks getting typecast as that when I see it as a flaw in my real life that mm-hmm. I don't really like so much you know Absolutely I uh I don't think I've been around long enough to have that happen to me uh or Either that, or I think I put enough variety in what I uploaded at the very beginning that it hasn't really had an impact. I, it might have caused my my uh, channel my channel. It might have caused my page to grow slower because there wasn't like a niche or anything that I was hitting aside from pause, which I like anyway. Um, 
I think people have gotten to know me as uh, one of the poor guys, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, I think I don't I don't think it's happened in a negative way to me personally. This one might seem a little bit strange to say, but um, when I was kind of getting started out, I think um, I I wouldn't say I was like typecast into it, but there was definitely the impression that a lot of people had that like my main thing was like just animal TF in general. And to be clear, it is a still very large part of what I am into. Um, probably the majority to some degree or like a very strong minority in terms of what I like. But um, there's a lot of other like much weirder stuff that I'm into. And um, I don't really ever get much in the way of interest in that kind of aspect in terms of like commissions and such and you know every so often someone will be like oh wow like i didn't think you'd commission that kind of a thing or what have you um and I, that always uh strikes me as kind of interesting um so i mean i don't regret it if that makes sense because like you know i still very much enjoy animal tf do not get me wrong i love it um but i think it's interesting that like that was kind of the box i was kind of conceptualized within when really there's a lot more that sits outside of it that um I don't often get to explore in my own um, art unless it's like a personal piece. And you've been getting me into some of that stuff. And I really like the UDTF thing that you did. Oh, man. Good. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to hear. Yay. I've got a slight answer. It's a little bit, it's not directly what the other answers have been, but like I've been a lot of times drawing sexual TF art, obviously, and I like, please no one like no one think i don't want that i really love sexual tf and i want people to keep getting commissions of it and i want to keep drawing it and seeing it all that stuff it's like one of my favorite things but i worried a lot about drawing a lot of sexual tf because to be quite honest like tf is really really meaningful to me in a lot of ways like i think about it a lot and i think about the mental changes and how it would affect every aspect of life I think sexuality is a huge part of that and like undeniable to me, but I never wanted to be typecast as the guy that only thinks about and draws sexual TF and it's just like a completely horny freak. Uh, and I worried about that too much probably when I drew my sexual stuff, but uh, yeah, like I don't necessarily want to be known as only the sexual TF guy. There's a lot of things I'd want to be known for if that makes sense. I think yeah I I there's a couple of there's like I want to be able to draw more than just lizards and and uh insects but I think I that's something that I can save for my my own time and I think it's kind of the same with that Colbara like you'll probably get commissions that ask yeah. for that sort of thing but that you know you're never limited to what you want well, you're never limited to what other people want to draw, I should say. You you can draw what you want to draw in your own time. For sure, and I need to embrace that more. I think everyone should be able to draw whatever they're feeling at any given moment. This one's two questions in one, and it's from uh, Poor Kur. Pure Kur, sorry, I am dyslexic. What is the weirdest fur affinity note you've ever received, and oh uh, what did you do when... TF charity came. Oh my god, can I answer this first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> weirdest 
FA note that I have received. Um, <laughs> I once had someone message me a very long, detailed story as to what they wanted me to do to them as they were turning into a horse. Oh my. And I, <laughs> I responded... <laughs> I responded with just okay, and um, I don't think they liked that response because then mm. they blocked me. Um, so that was fun. Um, when TF Charity came for me, um, fun fact about TF Charity, he is a Canadian, so um, I perpetually live in fear that he's going to like come to like a con or something up here and I'm going to have to deal with him. But anyways, um, he um, has, you know, harassed me at various points throughout the t uh you know throughout the years and when he did first message me i did know who he was at least um but i have oftentimes entertained him to do a degree not because i like feel like i owe him anything but because i i kind of enjoy like getting to see what else he's gonna like try and say um but he is like he goes hardcore, man, and um, he is a menace, and I wish he would stop harassing artists. So that's my piece on TF Charity. <laughs> I, um... I guess... Oh, you, you go, thank you. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a note that was entertaining and not just, like, depressing. Uh, one that amused me, I think, was, uh, I... At at one point, I uploaded it was like a post TF sketch of a character in a certain position, and you know the what it it was doesn't really matter, but um, I got a note. It was something like like what like why did you steal my art or something, and I'm like what, and I read it, and they asked me like I couldn't help but notice the pose in this art that you made is extremely similar to this art that I made, and I want to know why you stole my idea for a position. And how you're going to make it up to me, because I'm very mad at you. And also, I'd like to know how you hacked my computer, because <laughs> you somehow saw it, because uh, <laughs> he uploaded his drawing af after I uploaded mine. And he wanted to know how I hacked my his computer to see the art he was drawing oh before he actually God. showed it to anyone. That's, that's like some next level <laughs> stuff. And... And my response is like, dude, like it's not that strange of a position. And I linked him like seven <laughs> other arts I found right away of the exact same position because it was like a pretty common normal thing. And they uh, they didn't really uh, say anything after that. Uh, I, I found it very funny. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I remember that whole thing. <laughs> My brain, my brain's a little muddled. I've heard so many stories about TF Charity, man, that I honestly can't remember if uh, uh, I've ever actually interacted with him or if it was just stories I heard other people tell because he's been around for a very long time. I have been hit with the uh, Hi There Cool Drawing Man before, though, quite a few times. Yeah, I think we all have, sort a, of. A, sim oh, a similar but lesser menace of art begging. He's actually paid me multiple times, so I won't knock him fully. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. <laughs> uh, what do you know? I have I <laughs> have never encountered the TF Charity guy before. Like, I've never had a message like that. I I might be one of the only people that never has, but I don't know. I, I Sometimes I'm, I'm like, oh, like, maybe he doesn't like my stuff, but, you know, whatever. 
Um, Maybe your time will come. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's just like stopped doing it these days or something. I don't know. Um, the weirdest message I ever got, though, I just had to look back at it to remember if it was real. It is real. I got someone asking if I needed a website for my furry projects. Um, uh, they are, they <laughs> said that they were a new web designer and they wondered if I needed a portfolio or merch store and their prices started at $300, <laughs> um, which was just wow. for hosting and a custom email. Um, that is oh. the weirdest note I think I've ever got that wasn't like intentionally weird from somebody who was fucking with me because we've done that before. When we sent all those to each other, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that was a good time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I haven't had a I haven't had a note that's that's been quite that weird since. I did get a note that was high, but it was an exclamation mark after the high as well. That's at least a little emotion. Mm -hmm. I've gotten one, it's not very long, but it was one that I racked my brain trying to figure out what they were trying to say, right? So the note was, and verbatim, because I have it open here, Hey there, call dinosaurs drawing a new raptor. Now, I don't know if they were saying, hey there, cool drawing, cool, cool dinosaurs drawing, but then that doesn't make sense because, hey, there are cool dinosaurs drawing a new raptor doesn't <laughs> make sense. So I don't know. Like, if you're out there, please let me know what you meant. It was a long time ago. I doubt you're listening. That's fascinating. But I, I kind of like when things, like, you literally can't tell what a person is saying. It, it's like a brain bender. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a puzzle. You have to, like, take... Sorry. I'm imagining, like, Greeks... Yeah, exactly. I imagine like Greek philosophers, like all, like are, like standing around the statement, and just debating the meaning and what it, <laughs> like, what it portends, you know. Yeah, yeah. What are the gods trying to say to us? I love it. I, mine's. I had a weird one that's kind of related to me being a mod. I, you know, on my fervinity account, I follow artists to look. You know, I and I fave their work sometimes, not as much as I should. Um, but like, you know, I follow artists like a normal person to see art and occasionally some of those artists might be involved in something. And I had somebody send me a note, don't you know this person's involved in blah, 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 like, and it took me like an hour to figure out why they had even sent me about that because I, for I followed them like years ago and I didn't know any of what was going on. So I'm just like, it's kind of weird to me. I, I. People have this expectation. So, so someone, so, sorry, so someone was going through your yes. followers, like the people yes. you were following. Somebody okay. went through the one I followed, saw that I was following an oh. artist that they didn't agree with, whatever for reason, and sent me this long note accusing me of like being in league with them. That sounds like someone was on that artist page and just clicked on their follow list and then just sent the same note to every single person that was following them. Well, they were real here's mad the thing. If something. you check somebody's follower list, staff will show up with a little badge on it so you can tell who, very easily who's staff or not on their followers page. So I could see somebody doing that. Right. I will complain to the relevant authority, you know? Have have you ever encountered the TF charity person? No, and I'm 
No. I've only had one hi, and it was just, hi, you're pretty. I'm like, I didn't even respond. I'm like, I don't know how to respond Aww. to that. <laughs> Thanks. You're a beautiful dragon with a robot arm. Um, so, there's another question from a resident questionnaire, Ulysses Duckler. Uh, Still love that name. I uh, This is an interesting one. How do you think transforming would impact your diet? Uh, you know, do you think that you know, you would have a favorite food that you wouldn't be able to enjoy anymore after you transform? Um, I guess I'll, I'll go first because uh, it's simplest. Probably, I, I, uh, if I'm gonna transform into like my ideal form to transform to would be a dragon. So, I kind of think dragons can eat anything they want. So I guess I wouldn't be limited. I could probably eat more than I normally would. Uh, I guess that's where my answer stops, is I'd probably just eat more stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do like food. I love food a lot. I love, like, I wish I cooked more. I love eating good food. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the taste buds would be different and if the smell would be more intense. But that's about all I got. I am... Um... One of my answers actually would be that, um, it, I mean, for, for many animals or whatnot, it, your your diet wouldn't necessarily have to change too much unless you became like a herbivore or a carnivore. But to this question, I'll say, you know, one of the TFs I do like are Turian TFs, and they literally cannot eat like human food. Like oh. they can only consume food that is based on a different type of amino acid in the games so i would be uh, yeah. super mega fucked um so i'm sure <laughs> i mean i'm sure i'd figure out something i would hope uh but um i always think about that when i when i get like turian ts because it's like hmm i might be in a dicey situation actually very quickly. yeah can i add to that can... uh, i i found out recently that the the human or just all the animals and plants on earth evolved to only be like only digest like uh, one one version of like the chiral spin of sugar like the sugar mm -hmm. particle can spin in one direction or the other direction and anyone everyone on earth can only eat like one type of sugar um yeah yeah, yeah. so that is fascinating i'd never even thought about that like yeah if you became an alien yeah. that like, couldn't eat any of earth's sugars uh then you'd be kind of fucked <laughs> Yeah, you kind of would. I mean, I imagine in that situation there would be a way to maybe engineer food, um, oh, yeah. for lack of a better word. But like, other than that, you would literally be screwed. Oh wow! Yeah. Can humans eat Turian food? I don't think they yeah, could. Yeah, well, but... vice versa, we probably couldn't. No. Yeah. 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 I think the answer is no. Uh, too bad. This question from this question for me is kind of scary because like, I I am like horribly <laughs> addicted to caffeine. I eat a lot of like processed crap. And, uh, like, not even humans should be eating this stuff. I imagine if I turned into, like, any kind of animal or something with a more delicate palate or more, like, specific needs, like, I I would have to make some serious life changes, and it would be, it would be pretty rough. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, it might be a good motivator. Like, if you turn into a I dog just... and you couldn't have chocolate anymore or something. Yeah, but... If I TF'd into a cat like I would want to, I guess, like, Kobar would just, like, give me cat food, and it would probably make my brain go crazy, and that would just be fine. I don't know. <laughs> I'd give you the so. yeah, I'd give you the really, really, really good cat food, Yeah, high though. on cat the, 
Yeah, well, that kind of makes it sound gravy. I like about cat yeah. like, once you learn about cats, like they have their own particular taste. Like even if it's really good cat food, like some of them are like, no, I don't like that taste. And yes, like, that's my I, yeah. One of my old cats like would not touch wet cat food at all. Like, wouldn't touch most dry cat food, but like the cheap shitty like Kroger brand, she loved that. That was like the only thing she'd eat. You're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being addicted to cafeteria yeah. pizza or something. I can understand. Also, I kind of had a just stupid, funny thought. Like, why would your diet change if you DTF? <laughs> oh my god. Never mind, I'm sorry mm. I said that. Uh... <laughs> no, that is a fair thing to say, and I do not have an answer to it as someone who is into that, other than I don't think you'd be eating. Not at least in the traditional way. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, you might be having a great time, but I don't think you'll be formally eating anything. Jesus. It'd be pretty... F- now there's going to be a drawing that pops up somewhere. <laughs> Good, it should be of me. There's always, there's always those funny hospital x-rays of people sticking things where they shouldn't. Wonderful. And oh, yeah. is, that, is that a form of eating? You know, I think you could you could argue it is. I mean, sometimes you get like, people don't use things with flared bases and uh, food goes up there. So, I mean, I guess yeah. in a weird way it is. Yeah, eating. who knows? Can I... I'll just say, it reminds me of, I'm sorry, but a Simpsons bit, um, I know, I know, but a Simpsons bit where Homer's on the operating table and Dr. Nick is there and they're putting the gas on him to knock him out, and as he's drifting to sleep and his eyes are, like, fading and everything's getting blurry, Dr. Nick is standing above him and he just points at Homer's stomach and goes, what the hell is that? And then he, like, passes out. (laughs) Like, that's a bad thing to hear right before you pass out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I get the Interesting. Uh, I think if I turned into a kobold, I would try eating, um, uh, like, minerals from the wall, like a goat, to see if they tasted yeah. any good. Because I feel like a kobold would enjoy that. And uh, if I could, then that would make me a very happy because I'd be like, yes, I get to do, I get to fucking lick the wall. <laughs> and eat, eat the moss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope, that would be f- I would hope that like things that I find disgusting at the moment, like fish would become more appetizing. Yeah. Like it would be really interesting to be able to try to eat minerals or just things that you wouldn't normally consider edible. Yeah. And like, consider their taste and what they taste like that would be that's a whole different world i've never even thought of it would it would be a it's a fantasy of mine to be a kobold and to make a pizza and then get like a rock and then like grind it against another rock to like sparkle like make the pizza all like minerally and then eat that (laughs) um yeah yeah we eat minerals like we eat salt and yeah i know but like that's a mineral really like huge chunks of just rock I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Like, as as definitely, far as, like, ch- like TF like changes in your diet. Um, I did do in the Hawk TF. I did do some of that, but also like I gotta give a shout out to uh, the Valsalia comic because they he addressed that the main character gets transformed into a Yinglet, and oh, yeah. uh, they like the guy the they hate they form formerly hated clams, but like. For Yinglet's clams are basically essentially like healthy crack, almost like they're super addictive, but they're really healthy for them. So just clams. <laughs> so clams. Clams. Yep. 
That's why they have that big front tooth clams. so they can crack into the clams. It's the clams. It can't be the clams. <laughs> it can't be the clams. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But I like Sorry. this sort of idea almost too, like something being so like you find you know formerly disgusting, being like super like amazing to you now with that you've TF'd. <laughs> yes, I love that. Idea. <laughs> Like catnip can affect humans, but it super affects cats' brains. Like clams would affect you now, and that kind of thing. That's a good uh, using food like that is a good example of like showing a mental change without explicitly uh, describing it. Like having someone be kind of, kind of like be really reserved about trying the cat food, but then when they do, they're like, "Holy shit, it tastes amazing!" As they transform into a cat. And then they're addicted to it. Yeah. I just one really personal qu- in- question for you, Ng. Do you I like do. Yinglets and Yinglet TF? I do actually. Okay, I've I've only I've only recently mm-hmm. been even introduced to them, and I I I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. They're they're, they're yeah, kind of kobold like and them. I like, like them. They're almost sort of like bird rat meat kobold. <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> and um. Just for the, oh, there is another side of that with the taste changing with the TF. Um, um, it's actually from Order of the Stick, kind of a weird way to put into it. But uh, uh, Zycon oh, used to be a human that. lich or a human necromancer who became a lich, and when he became a lich, he realized he couldn't taste coffee anymore. Uh, he got very upset by that, and I kind of understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're just yeah, like you suck. suddenly can't taste anything. Having something that's your favorite. That's, maybe that's why the undead are always so angry and want to like bite people or explode them with magic. Or like the only thing that tastes like anything anymore is human flesh. Is there any more questions, uh, Kai? Um. No. That's it for this week. That's it for audience questions this week. Um, okay. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing it. This like this kind of different, more casual format. I think that worked a lot yeah. better. Um, it felt good. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you, Angie, for being on our podcast. Uh, where can... Before oh, we yeah. go, like, oops, oh, I was I was about to say this exact same thing. Sure. Where can people find you? Now you're in the description and you're in the thumbnail, but there might be people who are only listening um, on audio. Um, mainly, I'll be honest. I am really, I'm not all that active on Twitter. I occasionally post on Furfinity, but on Furfinity, I'm ng ngy. Um, maybe someday I'll be able to Twitch stream again, but oh, my internet's really bad. I I live in Working the mine, in the terrible wastelands of American rural internet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, Google, it's awful. Google's, Google Stadia is going to make everyone upgrade yeah. to fiber any second now. Any second, now. don't worry. Even though they've gone, oh, wait, uh, ca- the project's canceled. canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do have one question to ask. Before we end this episode, 
uh, if you could be stuck as one thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I go dragon. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's an understanding. And why link. dragon? Nothing wrong with that. Throw her a big dragon. <laughs> but yeah, what, uh, I mean, Zlepu just lost. Like, why um, I think because an anthro dragon's close enough to a human where I could probably get away with like still using the internet and stuff like that. That would totally be me. I, I just thought of this. Sorry. Um, I'd get TF anthro dragon, have all everything I wanted, and I'd just stay online all the time and do what I do normally. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I start trimming my claws back. The exact just, same. I start trimming my fair. claws back because they were not, you know, like they were messing with the keyboard. <laughs> That's what. There was a Japanese or Korean webcomic I saw recently where uh, some guy's apartment neighbor is making a lot of noise and his video games turned up too loud, so he ends up like barging into his neighbor's apartment and. His neighbor is just a dragon that's like sitting on the floor of his living room, just like playing like PlayStation games. <laughs> yeah, I love that comic. And, uh, and he's just like a loser that stays that plays games in his apartment all day and doesn't do anything. And he's just like, a, but he's a dragon. Like it's it was pretty funny. <laughs> he's a very human dragon. He acts like just a person, and I absolutely love that. That's my that's, vibe. Ten thousand. Oh. Uh, dragon, dragon next door. Dragon next door. And uh, th- there's an interesting scene from that. I know we're going to cut the podcast here, but there's a scene from it where the dragon guy is dreaming. And in the dream, he's growing really, really large, but he's like a dragon would size would be, but he's still human. So he's like, his brain is conflicted between whether his self image is a human or a dragon or not, because he's in a, he's a dragon in the bed dreaming. He's a giant human. Like I found that really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was nerdy. It's okay. It's just, it's fun to talk about that sort of thing. But we are at the end of the tether now. Uh, thank you, yes. everybody, for uh, being here for episode 12 of the TF Tuesday podcast. I hope you all have a, uh, a wonderful rest of your day. Yes. Thank you very thank you much. For having, thank you for having Goodbye. me. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for, thank you for coming on in. Yeah. Yes. I'm very angry. I'm I'll very be sending angry. some very angry.